0: 911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And in today's episode, I am fired up. I don't know if this has ever happened to you before, but Have you ever had those phone calls where as soon as you get off of the phone call, your energy is completely different than when you first hopped on the call? That's what happened to me. I took a little safety nap earlier today. And when I woke up, I just remember feeling like, man, I could have just stayed asleep. I'm super tired today. And I knew I needed to get on the phone. I had made a commitment last night to get on the phone with somebody who I've actually never talked to before apart from just a little bit of interaction on social media. And for me, something happens in my world where you can take that relationship off of the social media platform and you pull it into an actual phone call conversation and then maybe you meet up and then it turns into like a real relationship and not to say any of the relationships that I have online are not real. They're very, very real and I try my hardest to make sure that I am cultivating a relationship and acknowledging the real person behind the profile picture. But um, it's definitely next level when you are able to have that one-on-one communication with somebody. So um, I was supposed to message somebody, and I'm not going to make mention of who this individual is because I did not get permission to do so. And I was supposed to text him when I was ready for the two of us to hop on a call. So I did, and... He wanted to call me, so I told him he could. And we get on the phone, and mind you, we're essentially two strangers. We know of one another, but we don't really know each other. And the two of us ended up talking on the phone for over an hour. And it was it was such an ins- inspirational time on the phone because what he was sharing with me was his evolutional journey of becoming an officer, retiring as an early at an early age, relatively, for law enforcement and then changing careers completely and how it was necessary in order for him to survive, really. And I'm hoping that I will be able to bring him onto the podcast and interview him. So I'm not going to share too much and go into too much detail, but I wanted to share one thing that he told me and we started to talk about infidelity and he said to me, You know the story of how there are so many officers and we're talking about men but this could happen with women too of course so many men who are officers who cheat on their wives and he asked like do you know why they do that and i stayed silent it was a rhetorical question i knew he was going to continue speaking and i held space for him and he said ashley it's just like anything else when we drink alcohol when we do drugs when we go to gamble, when we sleep around or we need that high, that sort of dopamine hit, we're looking for the validation in women because it's an outlet. It's an outlet just like everything else for us to be able to escape from. And going a step further, when it comes to a man being an officer, being heroic, anytime that he might be dealing with anything that triggers emotions, we can touch on the symptoms of PTSD for a second. When you have a, a woman, and we'll, you know, we've all heard the term badge bunnies, and you know, I think he calls it holster sniffers. I had never heard that one before. When we get into any kind of interaction with them, and they glorify us, they see us as this hero, and it makes us feel good. Well, that right there is that validation, that reconfirmation, and it masks any of those internal emotions or feelings or even fear that's being held and suppressed deep down inside. And that just blew my mind because when we think about infidelity and we think about police officers having a stigma of a lot of them fucking around, we never attribute that to being a byproduct and a cause of the profession and the demanding stress that these professions put on these officers. And I told him like, this is, this is such a link two pieces of a puzzle that have never been connected before, at least for me. And I need to create a training around this. And one way for me to do that in sort of reinstill this information in my mind is by sharing it now here with you and by semi-teaching it just to kind of lay the platform. And I'll go back and listen to this episode too, because I think it's important. We, as a, as a man, I would imagine, and I have a lot, of, a lot of experience with this, a lot of clients put so much weight and guilt and shame. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying because you're an officer, it gives you a free pass to go fuck around. That's not it at all. However, when you have this take place and it happens more and more, and you look at the other professions where statistically, um, you know, infidelity rates are higher, there are really high demanding fields, there are professions where it would make sense that you have these emotional triggers and what i believe to be c p t s d where it's incident after incident after incident compounding on top of one another and if you're not doing anything to to su- suppress those emotions to if you're not doing anything to allow yourself to fully exhaust what it is that's going on and then you just compile it and compile it like of course you need something to remedy that of course you would there's a chemical imbalance that takes place that you have no control over. And when we do these simple fixes, right, the things I had already listed, infidelity, doing drugs, drinking, gambling, things like that, it's putting a Band-Aid on that. But as you listen to this, we all know that's just temporary. It's not something that's going to actually rectify the problem long-term. So what do we do? And I asked. For him, he turned to medication, He had this sort of pseudonym where it was like the old person and now the new person. And for him, the new person was the real person. It was really him. It was the man that he could show up for in his family, show up for to his wife and his son. And it was the him that he can not only show up for them, but finally show up for himself. And so we talked about other ways that you can give yourself permission to kind of get over that. And we extensively talked on the fact that a lot of it is ego. A lot of people, especially men in these professions, do not ever want to admit that they need help or that something is wrong. Because number one, you fear admin. You don't want admin to take away your badge and to go and tattletale on you, which is so messed up, but that's what happens in these professions. Some departments have certain confidentiality standards in place. But we all know, for the most part, it's bullshit. And that's why these men and women don't seek out help. And that's one of the reasons why Clinton and I created coaching. And not to say that we, we have the ability to add value to everybody that we work with. There are some people that we have to refer out to psychiatrists if they need it. But a lot of the times... The things that these men and women are going through, they need an outlet for. They need somebody to hold space for them confidentially. And I think it's a shame. I'm starting to see more and more people that are raising their voices around this, who are saying it's okay to not be okay. We start hearing that more and more. It's funny. I listen to a lot of other content and I'm starting to hear that coined more and more and I love it. Because I think it is okay for us to not be okay. And it doesn't matter what your profession is. I think that we've all been in careers or even going through life situations to where it just becomes too much. And then we look for something for self-gratification. But what does that do? It feels good in the moment. And then you have the shame and the guilt that sets in. And maybe it's the same for you. I know it's certainly the same for me. I've had things in my life that in looking back on, I can say I wasn't proud of, I am not proud of. But I can also identify the fact that the reason that I executed on those actions was because I was looking to be lulled. I was looking to be cradled. And now I know that all that that does is gives me something that's even heavier than I need to carry around all of the time. So I started to unload my shit. I hired a coach. I continue to hire coaches. And I don't carry that stuff with me. Even something as simple as meditating and journaling is an incredible way for you to start to unpackage even some of the smaller things. And I just want to leave you on that today. And I hope that this sits with you. And if there is anything that you are carrying and it's becoming too heavy, that you understand that it is never something that you have to carry alone.